welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our podcast, where we bring you more conversations about movies and why you should watch more of them. Today, a very special guest is here with me to talk about the movies. It's Radhika. Yeah. Hi, Radhika. Hi, Veronica. Long time no talk. I know she is the prime speaker of the podcast, the earlier podcast. Earlier days. <laughs> How's it going, girl? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We I just watched a very good movie called Enola Holmes. Yeah. Which we're yes, gonna talk nice. about today. Yeah, very great. <laughs> This is great. <laughs> Yes, Enola Holmes. That is what we are going to talk about today. Very fun. My mother named me Enola, which backwards spells alone. And yet, we were always together. It's um a Netflix movie, a mystery movie. I don't know if it's a mystery movie. I would say, but yeah, like it's labeled as a mystery movie. So it's based on the series of books that is written as, of the same name. It's written by Nancy Springer. The film is directed by Harry Bradbeer. We are introduced with a young sister of the famous Sherlock Holmes, which is, as the title says, Enola Holmes, who is considered very smart, very athletic. And she's been raised by her mother, so she basically taught her everything she needs to know. And one day, her mom disappeared. So a lot of the story follows with Enola trying to search for her mother, and also um, followed with her brothers Mycroft and Sherlock, mm-hmm. who is trying to find her as well. So, what do you think of this movie, Radhika? So, um. Uh, just let me preface this by saying that I am a disgrace to everybody who loves Sherlock Holmes because I have never watched the BBC <laughs> <laughs> series uh, <laughs> played by Benedict Cumberbatch, and so mm. um, naturally, because even though not not because I don't think it's good. In fact, a lot of people have recommended it to me, and I believe that it's good. But usually, Sherlock Holmes kind of types of movies or series are just not my usual go-to for things mm. that I watch. Hence yeah. why Anola yeah. Holmes as well was not. I thought it would be fun, but like, you know, it's not like when it popped up, I didn't like instantly wanted to watch it. Yeah. Um, so I actually ended up watching it, I think like a week or so later after it was released. And I was mm. watching it with my family. I watched it with my, Ooh. yeah, with my dad and my brother. So, oh. I uh, know. Two, just, two men. Two in men. Your <laughs> two mm, men. Very nice. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was. I really thoroughly enjoyed the movie, um, mm-hmm. with a little exception of like I. I felt that plot wise, it got a little bit draggy in the middle mm-hmm. with the whole adventure that Anola actually went through. You know, mm-hmm. with 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 the guy mm-hmm. with the, the count. Um, guy and um, I felt a little bit of stuff could, could be cut down because the total duration was like two hours something right but oh. other than that um, I really really loved everything about it mm, it is a very fun movie like it's not the typical like serious Sherlock discovering all these mysteries it's very like family friendly fun very yeah. just like all these like twists and turns to be mm-hmm. honest like mm-hmm. i i would like to agree with that point the side plot and romantic interest of this guy yeah. i don't know i forgot his name as well yeah. yeah but yeah like i i like that they had that two stories and like kind of um like kind of like suddenly bend that way and then how her mother how she discovered her mother was like just her mom showing up in front of her mm-hmm. so like i like that aspect but sometimes like yeah like what are you doing with this guy that you don't really know or something like that it's kind of weird but 
I kind of like the whole like dynamic though. I yeah. kind of like the friendship that they have. It's pretty cute, but friendship is it a friendship? Is no. it a friendship? <laughs> is it a friendship? Are they more than friends? More than yeah, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I I I do enjoy the the dynamic between her and the guy as well. I was talking more about the plot of like. Mm, I mean, yeah. no spoilers. Can we spoil things in this podcast, yeah, Veronica? Just spoil, just spoil, spoil it. it. Just spoil, spoil it. Spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> you know for example you know because he this guy ended up being um like people were hunting for him right and then there was yeah. this whole process of like them trying to find out who was hunting him and then like that part just got a little bit draggy for me but like the mm-hmm. dynamic itself mm-hmm. like i thought the characters were great even mycroft even sherlock the mother mm-hmm. enola the viscount guy like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun for sure. Like the the it's also like a kind of peek into like the British system back yeah. then and like whatever year it was because this guy, this kid, the the count that we have been referring to all this time is part of the parliament or something. Yeah. He was the deciding vote and that's why he was being hunted down. So that was like very interesting. Like he's super young, like he's he's not like experienced or anything for sure and like basically he was being targeted for that and he was running away at one point because of that too, I think in the beginning. Mm. And yeah, uh, it's the the weird part is for me in terms of plot and stuff is that he appears suddenly like out of nowhere. Oh. He would just appear. Right. <gasps> Hello. Please get out of this carriage. I can't. I'm in hiding. Bit of a to-do. Bribed a porter to put me in this and get me on board. Very daring. Get out of this carriage right now. That's You're the thing right. that I kind of find weird, but other than that, it's kind of fun. It's just like, hey, this, I this guy you. again. Yeah, you. You're the guy that was in that train thing. That com- conveniently little, just popped up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very okay. convenient. Very convenient. But yeah, you have a better haircut now. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, that is true. That is true. You didn't get a better Yeah, after that haircut, dude, that changed the world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the peace de resistance. But yeah. But yeah, what do you, um like, to get into a little bit of the meat of the story, like, mm. what do you like a lot about, like, Enola's character, especially since she's raised with her mom and stuff? Mm, right i was just about to ask you that question what do you think (laughs) but let me answer it first (laughs) i think enola um i mean of course she had this very interesting background she keeps on referring to you know on on the etymology of her name it's like enola it's alone it's alone right she kept on mentioning it and enola spelled backwards reads well alone and um, I think she is someone who genuinely enjoys and celebrates being alone, right? And um, like she celebrates it because she feels like she really enjoys her own company as well as as well as her mother's. But her mother always stresses on the fact that you know it's okay to be alone, and like one day you're you're gonna get out in the world and you're gonna have to be alone, and that's okay. It's a good thing. Right. And she's very icy, of course. Like she fights with everyone. She's she's very innocent. Mm. She's very naive because she was brought up in a world that was a lot more progressive than the actual world was at the time, mm. because she was so sheltered um, by her mother um, that when she, you know, got out of that bubble because the mother disappeared and she met. Um, her her brothers which you know they were estranged for a pretty long time and then she's just like oh shit this is the real world now and like wait what this is not this is not my world this doesn't go with me right and so there isn't there there isn't that submission to the world and, and to the society's norms because she's like no i don't 
I'm not familiar with this world, with this very, um, with this world, with this very misogynistic kind of reality. Mm. And so she's like, no, I'm not going to stand for it. And this is what's right. And this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because, like, I do notice that um, it's very prominent how she rejects it, too. It's like she doesn't want to go to that finishing school. Mm. Finishing is very funny how these things are. And then uh, she's very and she you can see how upset she was when Mycroft was like forcing her to go to the school and everything. And and but the thing is that I kind of like about it as well. You're when she was introduced to quote unquote the real world is mm-hmm. not like she was like, oh, she she was too innocent in terms of like, oh, I can't handle what the challenges are facing against me. She actually like overcame a lot of the challenges very well she Mm. found a place for herself with the money that her mom gave her she knows where to like dress up as she knows what to do in those situations Mm. she's also very outspoken if someone treats her wrongly and stuff like that so like she's adjusted in a sense where she knows how to defend herself and she knows what is right and what is wrong. And mm-hmm. I really like that because it's not the typical kind of like, oh, I've been so sheltered my entire life and I didn't know what to do. And then you put me in the real world is even worse or something like that. Because she's never actually been to like big cities and stuff. And yeah. she perfectly navigated it very bravely too. Like she's not... She's like, okay, I gotta go, and I I think this is the right thing to do for finding my mom, and that's what she did, and then she escaped from finishing school and all that stuff. So yeah. it was like, I really like that aspect. I think it was maybe a little bit too aggressive. That's my only point of cr- criticism is maybe like too feminist, aggressive, you know, like very oh. aggressive. Yeah, it's like it was like. Very in-your-face feminism. Was you know? it now? Yeah. This what, is what, so like, interesting. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I feel like that's the big message. Yeah. And I think it's a very obvious message that they're yeah. putting, right? Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, it's, like, it's a criticism, but at the same time, I still enjoy it, you know? It's, like, that kind of, like, thing. I, I acknowledge it, and that's about it. You know. Right, I see. I Why? See. Why? <laughs> well, how shocked are you in that <laughs> point? Okay. Um. Well, I want to address the the thing that you mentioned before of her actually going out to the real world because that was an aspect that was um that her brothers brought up a lot is like no you've been here your entire life like you don't even know what the world is like but they're using it as a way to undermine her as a way of tell of of portraying her as this very naive um helpless person right who who needs the desperate needs of of, of the desperate help from mycroft especially right to to you know finish her basically finish yeah. and, and like you know make her all prim and proper and like fit into the society but then and and we do see certain comical moments for example when she's like the first time she goes to london and then she's just like so like um bamboozled by the, by the traffic or like she was actually fooled by the landlady into you know like mm. paying for this very shitty room that she thought was yeah, good yeah, enough yeah. Right? so there were little naive innocent moments here and there which is natural but I think what was really special about that experience of her going out and like venturing into the world herself, I don't feel like the perspective of the movie actually portray her as someone who's naive and like who's helpless, mm. you know, which especially if it's movies that share that kind of same plot of like, you know, girl from a small city or like from a, you know, very sheltered um, background or childhood goes to a big city and she's just like oh my god i don't know what to do and then you know like somebody (laughs) helps her right yeah 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 but there was a little moment of that but then it was mostly just enola actually figuring things out like a person should 
mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. And I felt yeah. like that was pretty empowering to mm. feel like it's okay to make mistakes. Because mm. even if you were a man, right, in this situation, if you were to be plucked out from your childhood home and just like placed in a very big city like London, you are going to face those confusions of like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know where mm. I am. And like have people fool you. That is a very human mm. experience, right? That doesn't mean you're helpless. That, that's okay to go through. That's just a part of being alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point, actually. Like, having to, um, like, have a movie that reflects, like, oh, the very, like, confusing moments of you just, like, going from, like, a small town to a big Mm -hmm. city or, like, real life. I don't know. Because, like, I guess, like, this is a movie that's kind of aimed for, like, younger adults, obviously. It's not something, like... It's not something too serious, for sure. Yeah. It's something really fun, family-friendly. And I think it's also, like, telling a lot of people growing up, like, th- the real world. And they're not... Um, they're very adamant, I think, and clear about portraying how London is, like, really dense and heavy. And, like, mm. there's people fooling you. There's no such thing as, like... Um, like a really sudden instance of kindness or whatever. Maybe uh, if you want to be kind to others, like what Enola did to that boy, that's just like because you want to do it because you want to do it. But in terms of like having to navigate and stuff like that throughout the different like challenges and hurdles, then you have to kind of have your own like intuition. Yeah. 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 Like, and I, I really like, like that idea of coming up age of just like oh this is how you can work through your life and Mm. it's okay that you want to do something like you have a goal to do something and sometimes it switches sometimes like you're kind of like all over the place you're not like completely perfect you know she never actually found her mom you know and like like i like uh, the crazy moments of it all and it it really does speak to like what it is like i mean even though it's set in a like the old british uk style yeah this is like very clearly reflected to a lot of like what we experience as young adults in today's age when you have to like navigate what you want to do what you um, what you have to be when you're by yourself and all that stuff and being alone is completely okay, you know, like... And at first, I think, I don't know, at first, I felt like she was like, oh, uh, Enola backwards is alone. Like, you know, that kind of like, oh, like, I didn't, like, yeah, I, oh, that's the realization. But then, like, I mean, you can see throughout the whole movie, her mm-hmm. character develops and it's like, oh, you can do a lot of things alone and you can be a better person alone and it's really i think it's really cool like they would do that in a movie especially in a movie where it's like very action driven as well because like the main plot line is also mystery quote-unquote you know um you mentioned earlier that the movies kind of like screams feminism Mm. like actually yeah yeah yeah. why why do you feel that way or like in which scenes? Maybe also to preface this before I really kind of explain why, I also kind of want to address like my point of view and like the kind of thinking that I have because like maybe I'm also brought in a world where I don't have like a lot of feminism values as a default, you know? Mm. Like the feminist values aren't the default in this situation you know like patriarchy is the default situation like that's how you're supposed to think and then (laughs) feminism is an addition to that and i think i like and i want to make that um more clear because i felt very aware of that as well because like my whole world perception is not feminism like strictly right 
Society mm. is something else and feminism is something else. So that's why I say like aggressive feminist values very in your face is because this is something that I've never seen in society before and they're very adamant in pushing it through, which is like mm. the mother um, teaching her herself in martial arts and like yeah. breaking every single furniture in the house, not wearing the the right type of clothes and things like that. Those are very like... And they were so loud in saying that, you know, the movie is very, like, mm. obvious and clear that this is something that's different about them. And and they are very proud of it. And, like, you should do it, too. You know, that kind of feeling. Like, and I think that it depends on every movie and, like, what you want to teach. Of course, like, they have their own agendas as well. Like, every movie has their own agenda. But yeah, like I feel like because it's so obviously out there, it's not like, like okay, that is her lifestyle day to day. But it's also like she looks at the screen and she's like, saying things, you know. So yeah. yeah, so it's very aggressive. Like I know that some people might be turned off of that because mm-hmm. they don't grow up in that environment or they're never really exposed to that, and they think that feminism is an aggressive value like people who are like okay don't hold you you shouldn't hold the grocery bags for me kind of thing right because i'm a feminist you know Mm. i don't like that's the portrayal that i don't want people to have when we talk about feminist values you know right yeah what do you think what what do you think of that Uh, i i thought like the the reason i was so um i got so like not freaked out, excited when he said that <laughs> was because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, like I watched it with two men, <laughs> and um, that was their um, feedback as well. Was that Ooh. you know the first twenty minutes was a bit too in your face in terms of feminism, right? And then one of them actually mentioned that you know that once she actually started wearing a dress. And like kind of like fitting into the society that's where things got a bit more entertaining not entertaining but like that's when things felt less offensive and like less in your mm. face right and and like when they said that I didn't say anything because I know that was such an interesting perspective of like okay so when the woman actually fulfills this standards of the society then you feel comfortable with it but then when a woman is actually showing another side which is as you mentioned clearly like right before this is that we're not used to that we're not used Mm. to women be being or like showing their aggression whether it's by being loud whether it's by throwing things around or hitting people so we we kind of recoil from from seeing that and we think that oh my god that's so offensive right but then Mm -hmm. we watch uh action movies with mostly male people playing that that same kind of character or like portraying that kind of hero as as a teenager and then we're just like oh this is normal you know this is this is something Mm -hmm. that we're used to right that's then it's not too overly aggressive anymore Right. And I, wow. I just thought that was so interesting. <laughs> yeah, that that is interesting. To be honest, I didn't I didn't think of that. I, I honestly didn't like went uh, to that realm of like, oh, she wears a dress now and she feels yeah. proper. Um, I like when she did say something about that dress, actually, the one where she's like, oh, this is um, this is not freedom because people are forced to wear this. Whereas I, I chose to wear this for a reason. A symbol of repression to those who are forced to wear it. But for me, who chooses to wear it, the bust enhancer and the hip regulators will hide the fortune my mother has given me. You know, Mm. and I, and I kind of, and that's also a kind of value that I think people don't realize is that um, um, oppression is not the thing itself, but what you chose or choose not to do you know it's like because um i like like for example i like wearing dresses because they're comfortable because they look nice and i like to look nice not because um 
like I'm trying to appease the men around me or whatever or the society around me is just because I like it. And I think that's a very true feminist kind of value. And but then like when um, it's also a different kind of thing where it's like, oh, it feels inoffensive to Mm. do it. You know, Mm. it's a like when you choose to do and what you feel like it's comfortable for you is also very odd because like I are like it's funny that they would mention that specifically because it's like I had no idea people thought like that you know like I had no idea people would think like something feels inoffensive and they don't like it you know sometimes like they sometimes things do feel offensive but then you're kind of like oh okay that's right. pretty cool you know yeah. like that kind of idea yeah. so yeah like that's i what did you feel particularly you like i know that you feel interested by this but were you like like angered or you feel something when you heard that um i i was surprised but also mm-hmm. Sadly, I guess I was also kind of used to it almost. Oh, wow. Like, I kind yeah, of yeah, expected yeah. them to have oh, wow. that okay. kind of um, thought because, well, here's mm. the reality. This is the world that, that we live in, you know. And um, uh, another part, and, and what was interesting was that because to me, the first 20 minutes actually was... Like, I realized that in the first 20 minutes, when she was, like, breaking the fourth wall a couple of times and just, like, looking at the camera and, like, talking, I felt that the movie was actually created from the lens of a woman or of a girl. Mm. And and fun fact, like, she, I think, uh, Millie Bobby Brown actually produced the movie. Yeah, yeah, she read. did. Yeah, so, I saw that in the credits. Yeah, and... Um, and it shows because somehow I felt like she was addressing the littlest issues that men just kind of like look past. But then me, someone who have experienced that before, I'm like, oh my God, this is so true. And just like, let me give you an example. For example, uh, you know how when Anola and the, and the guy, the Vicount guy, you know, she basically saved the guy from the train, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they just go like rolling over and then like, you know, they just fell. Um, and then the guy was complaining because he lost a button, right? And then he's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I lost a button on my shirt. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, all of this. And then she yeah. was just like, a thank you would be nice. You know, then she kind of, like, looked at the camera and just like, what? You know? <laughs> and I felt like that was so relatable yeah, yeah. because it kind of portrays kind of like women doing things and saving the day but then nobody just like bats an eye because that's just what wow. oh, women wow. do I never kind of- I never thought of it like that that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> and then so I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. my god she understands like you know I've been through this like I <laughs> like you know actually mm, a woman doing something mm. that kind of ended up saving the day but then nobody gives attention to it and then it's just like wait, where's my credit? But then she just have to go on and move on because it doesn't matter, you know? And then she, she does, and then she just goes on and, like, was never addressed again. <laughs> the fact yeah, that yeah, she yeah, actually yeah. saved him, you know? And it's, like, little yeah. moments like that. Yeah, yeah. like, because, I mean, like, I I think um, this is, like, an in another perspective, like, I want to bring up, because... Basically, before I watched this, my sister watched it first. Oh. So, yeah. So, here's another perspective other than the two men that you watched yeah. with. She watched it by herself and she was like, hmm, I kind of don't like it, Ooh. you know? Yeah. And then, like, and then I thought, like, um, why she didn't like it, maybe because of plot, you yeah. know? Because sometimes when you make these kind of, like, uh, fun family movies, they tend to, like, the plot goes a little bit everywhere or it's not, like, taken seriously, you know? Like, they're just whatever. I mean, it's... um, They take it seriously, but they still have fun with it. It's, like, a completely different thing. But after I watched... And she... And this is the thing when she told me about it is that she didn't know why she didn't like it. She oh. was, like, saying, like... 
Yeah, like she was like saying, like, uh, I think it's good, but I don't know why I don't like it, you know? And um, and then like I watched it, right? And I'm trying, right. and I'm uh, keep keeping that review in my head, you know, subconsciously. And at the same time, I'm like, no, that's pretty fun. I mean, like other than the note that I said previously, I think it's pretty fun. Like it's not the plot was pretty good. Like it's a little bit weird, but maybe it's like, like. But it's still a fun movie. It's not as like super serious mystery. It's not like Sherlock's home mm. like um BBC level mystery. But like this is something you can easily watch and I think like I'd rather watch this than like a lot of like rom coms and stuff. Cause this is kind of like there's a romantic aspect of it, but I like the romance in it, you know, it's not too um overly out there either. And when I mentioned that to her, she was like, Huh, I wonder why I don't like it then, you know, like, and then she started like questioning it, like, I don't know. And then, and then I brought up that aggressive feminist thing. And then she's like, hmm, yeah, maybe. Because I think to some woman, again, that's um, a thing that we're not used to, right? We're not used to like such aggression or we're not used to being offensive, you know, Mm. or like, and she, and this is a thing I, I don't know if it's okay for me to say this, but then like, (laughs) Her view is when it comes to feminism and when we talk about feminist qualities and stuff, she calls herself, like, a lazy feminist, okay. you know, where she's not very, like, outspoken as I am about, like, what I think people should be doing or what the society and in, in overall is, like, made to do or things like that. She's mostly like, oh, I know my rights and right. I know what I want mm-hmm. and... But then I'm not, like, going out there to tell it about it. And then, like, yeah, I kind of want a husband to do a lot of things for me. I'm, like, pretty chill with that because I want to go home and, like, chill and sleep, Mm. you know. And (laughs) good on her for that. But then, like, yeah, so she identifies as that. So I think with that kind of personality, these kind of things make no sense, you know. Like, it's so much more hardcore and it's so explicit. I mean, in your face, explicit kind of right. thing. So yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like the two perspectives. I think like um, it it is very feminist, but then it's also very feminist and celebrates the idea of being alone. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. even if you could be a feminist, but then very much you know idolizes being in a relationship. Which I guess is okay. Like, that's okay to to want to be in a relationship, right? But then the idea that someone is like these two opposing, um, have these two opposing values that is so opposite to yours, then it's kind of like a double whammy and she's just like, why are you like this? (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think it's because she's also okay with being alone, but she also had that relationship Mm. too. And... Again, like, a lot of people's mindset when they come to, like, real hardcore feminist, you know, they think that they have to be alone, independent, mm. you, don't you know, need no man. I don't need no man. Ah, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like, they, that's their perception. And yeah. when that doesn't kind of align properly, suddenly mm. it makes no sense, you know. It's suddenly, like, I think it's too much, you know, that kind of thing. And it's not, um, it's not very active as well. You know, it's not like uh, they're addressing like a very feminist issue, to be honest. Like throughout the movie, it's not a very feminist issue. We're not talking about like, oh, gender discrimination in whatever. Yeah. We're not no. talking about that. No. Mm. So, yeah. So I think that's the interesting conversation that can come up with this is that people do identify this as something feminist. Which is also funny because it's not. That means it's an exception. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you trying to say? This is not the exception to the rule. It's a yeah. movie that you're yeah. supposed to have fun with. But yeah, like, um, what, like, do you think like a lot had to do with because you, as you said yourself, it's like it's the first twenty minutes, right? And most mm. of the first twenty minutes was with the mom as well Mm. so like what do you think of like the mother in this picture of like the role so i 
what what stood up to what stood out to me about the mother other than the fact of of the first 20 minutes in which you know she's always like teaching her to be like it's okay to be alone and like something like, you have to fight for yourself you have to learn things that matter you know like mm. chess and like strategies and like sports and how to defend yourself other than that what really stood out to me was the ending and how the mother actually ended up coming to meet Enola and she explained to her why she left right because Enola was so heartbroken she was like why did you leave me you know you don't love me anymore yeah, because sure. that's what everybody had been telling her Microphone's been telling her that Sherlock has been telling her that that oh your mother left you that means she doesn't care about you anymore she's too selfish like you know Um, she doesn't love you anymore. Like those were the ideas that was put into Anola's head when it comes to her mother, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then her mm-hmm. mother actually explains to her that no, the reason that I left was because, and of course this relates to the political situation in London yeah. at the time, you know, about like women's rights to vote. And yeah. she was in a kind of like an underground community of yeah, women. Yeah, it's like super like, wow. Like, yeah, she, ooh, like, yeah. <laughs> like really yeah. shady kind of underground. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Radical, I guess, at the time. Yeah, um, radical. Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. like, yeah. imagine like terrorists being feminists. Like that's right. crazy, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was her idea. That was her That was her way of showing love, is mm-hmm. by fighting hard to ensure a better future for Anola, to ensure yeah. that the world could or the society could keep up with what she's been actually teaching her daughter, right? Which is like mm. daughters can do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so contrasting to what Enola has been led to believe, which is, no, as a mother, she should have been here for you. She should have been caring for you. She shouldn't have just, like, left you alone and, like, let you wander in the street in the middle of a, of London, right? Mm. But in a way, her mother actually leaving her and leaving those trails of messages, or irises, she calls them, for mm. Enola to follow, it actually leads Anola to celebrate that aloneness because she actually mm. ventured out into the world. She had a real-life problem to fix, which was, you know, the whole bounty um, situation with, with herself yeah, and, and yeah, the big yeah. as well and how she actually solved yeah. the problem and kind of like it became a little detective herself, right? And then throughout the whole process, she actually found a way to fend for herself and to survive in a very difficult situation, right? And she did it all by herself. So in a way, the mother leaving her was actually a kind of like her, her own love language almost, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. this was so interesting to me because this is... This image is so different to the image of the nurturing mother who's always by her daughter's side and protects the daughter from the world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is the ideal mother that everybody just kind of like, no, this is what a mother should be, you know. But then this mm-hmm. this woman who's literally does the opposite of that. But then to me personally, I felt like that works. I understood her love. You know, at, at mm-hmm. the end of, of the movie, because I'm like, yes, this is love too, and this, like, because at the end of the day, like, she, they weren't united, they weren't reunited as a yeah. family, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. but she didn't abandon her either, you know, like this yeah. is her way of yeah. showing love, and that's okay, you know, yeah, because like I think even during my time watching it as well, when people were like saying oh, your mother doesn't care about you, that's why she left you. Like, I can never really buy it as well. Like, we were led for, like, 20 minutes, like, for that long duration to mm-hmm. show how much the mother loved her daughter very well. I mean, like, who would teach all that stuff to your to your, to your daughter if you don't care about them, right? Yeah. Like, there is no way that she abandoned her because she doesn't love her and that's mm-hmm. like the thing that i kind of expected like when in the I, d- i didn't expect her to show up to be honest but when 
she did it because she cared about her, I was like, yeah, of course. It's like, mm. like that's her character. That's what she always wanted to, like, she never, there, there was never a point in the movie where we're shown the contrary, where the mother mm-hmm. doesn't like her or when the mother, like, hates her. There's no, there's no indication of that as well. So yeah. it's like, it's very easy for me to believe that the mother is just doing what she believes that she should do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, because, like, I think people have to have that a little bit of faith in the people that you care about. I think especially if they've been doing such kind things to you and been teaching you and been, like, very nurturing also in nurturing. their own way. Yeah. Like, I think it, it's kind of sad to see that people would just immediately think that oh they left you they abandoned you Mm. they hate you done you know it's like it's um it's a very traditional or very like obvious message to put out that you're not liked or you are not loved Mm -hmm. but like at at the same time that like you could have it's like it's something that, like, people should have a little bit more trust in, you know, that, mm-hmm. like, that her mother taught her herself. Mm-hmm. That is also, like, a way of telling to the audience as well that the mother doesn't really trust the system, too. You know, the trust the system to, like, educate her daughter in all these things. Yeah. Like, she thinks that, oh... She, she, I mean, like, she forced Enola to read the entire library, you know, mm. and then, and partially it was also because of Enola's, um, v- uh, voluntary want to just, like, read the entire books in the library. So, yeah. like, I think that also, like, gives an, an, a message to just, like, oh, if you needed to teach your kid a certain thing or you're trying to teach them all these things and you are very confident in that Mm -hmm. then like I think that's the better option instead of just like making her believe in this society when they don't believe her anyway and I think that's like a very big thing too like in the whole movie to just like re um to take out whatever you believe in, like, whatever patriarchal standard it is, and then, like, relearn a lot of stuff, you know? Mm. Like, go back to it and, like, take out the stuff that you think the society should be and put in what society should be and still be able to navigate in society anyway. And I think that's a pretty important right. thing that I think it's also a part of motherhood as well. And like and I like that she took up that role, even though like I don't know, I don't know how she treated both Mycroft and Sherlock, yeah. to be honest. Because yeah. they both like seem very like distant to the mom, right? Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, so it's too bad. It's too bad that both Mycroft and Sherlock didn't have those point of views. You know, and I get that they're trying to make this character a little bit more antagonistic in a way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I feel like if she were such a good mother, this is oh. also maybe a point of criticism. That yeah. why is that not translated? Why is Mycroft like such a jerk? <laughs> I mean, why, Doria? <laughs> yeah, because, um,. Because Mycroft did mention a couple times that Eudoria... I mean, he's the one that's been um, ca- taking care of the house, taking care of the living situation yes. and stuff like that. And he's yeah. very, like, annoyed, you know? Yeah. yeah. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what do you think of, like, that treatment of the men in the house? <laughs> Um, so I think that was a great plot hole that you mentioned. Um, the fact that, you know, why was like why did Eudoria um, nurture Enola in such a feminist way, but not Mycroft and Sherlock? Like, what happened there, mm-hmm. right? And that is that is a great point. I 
I don't know what happened. I would love to know if if there was like a sequel or like a related like a spin-off. Yeah, a spin-off mm-hmm. of Eudoria. Oh, I would love that. Ooh, right? Good. That is yeah. good. I really like to know a lot about Eudoria, <laughs> to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that secret that secret thing that they're having, mm. honestly, like it's so and it's so like really dark you know yeah. suddenly like i th- i don't i didn't know what it was and then i was like kind of like this is not if it's a civil rights group is it supposed to be this de- demonish yeah. kind of thing you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels so scary <laughs> what do you think about like the whole civil rights thing that they were going for i think it was probably related to like the british version of the suffragettes movement of Mm. you know women's rights to vote i think that was what they were fighting for because it was related it was very much in tandem with the whole voting of the parliament which the the count was involved in as well right so i kind mm-hmm. of thought that it would be like a pattern of like voting as well um i don't know where they were going to go because they had like like yeah. when Anola went to the property she saw there were like explosives and there was yeah, gunpowder yeah. it was like a lot of yeah. aggression like yeah, violence yeah. possibly right but we were never shown that so mm-hmm. i think it would have it probably wouldn't have been in a, a children's movie if it was like from Eudoria's perspective, but I would still really sure. like to watch like some anarchy man. Yeah, I want to yeah, watch. Yeah, and it's Eudoria. like what? It's like so, it's why do you need the bombs? Why do you exactly. need all these like things? Exactly. It's like yeah, like I didn't know. I mean, like I'm not well versed enough in like the suffrage movement, and I'm not very known about the U.S. civil rights movement either, because like all I remember is that they took. They had to go to the streets a lot and stuff like that. But I didn't know how, like, it was. Mm. I mean, like, thank God for them, right? For a lot of, like, the development that we've gotten now. But, yeah, like, I didn't know, like, how much they have to go through to, like, actually, you know, get the things that we need now. And it's crazy, you know, to think that as a person now in the present era to be, like, you we had to take it in arms you know mm. like you had to be violent to get mm. what you want and it's like wow for a woman who are supposed to like be very nurturing and very like soft to be like yeah, yeah we have to be violent like the same thing as like the black lives matter yeah. movement kind of type imagine like that kind of thing but for a woman and it's like it could never like, I could never visualize that mm. kind of experience. Especially in, like, the, I don't think the movie ever said which era it was from. Yeah, right? I don't think, yeah. It yeah, but it seems kind of like 1920s, 1930s. I don't know. Like, Even, like, yeah, 1920s, 1910s. Right? Seems like a good... Yeah, yeah and, like, especially yeah. women at that era to be so violent, right? That is... Even, yeah. And, like... And we don't, to be honest, like, honestly speaking, like, in the movie, we don't see that kind of, like, interaction between a lot of women except for the landlady and the, the finishing teacher. school people. Yeah, the teacher. No, the martial arts teacher. Oh, I, the martial yeah. arts teacher. Yeah, the yeah, black yeah, lady. yeah, yeah. She was involved in the community as well, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And she was training a lot of other people in martial arts as well, which is, like, Ooh, yeah like, cool. and she had like this very um powerful line um this like dialogue with sherlock when you know she asked him about politics and he was like how politics bore me politics doesn't interest you why because it's fatally boring because you have no interest in changing a world that suits you so well a pretty speech a scary one you're intelligent enough to know that every word of it is true. She's like, yeah, politics Mm. bore you because it doesn't (laughs) affect you. And if changes actually happens in politics, then it would put you and other people in position of power lose your current power. So that's why you think Mm. it's boring. But like for other people, it actually gives us the right to be equals, right? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an interesting point, too, right? Because, like, because politics is so convenient for them, mm-hmm. they've never thought about it as uh, a thing. But, like, yeah, like, but to be honest, in our current, not in our current, maybe our current era is a little bit more, like, very outspoken about, like, rights and stuff Activism. like that. But, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I think... um the generation right now is like super hyped about a lot of things, like super woke <laughs> about a lot of things. <laughs> but like before that, before this whole woke culture, mm. have you ever like felt that people just like, why are you talking about politics? It's like no one really cares about. It. Like, have you ever experienced that? Mm. Like on a daily? Maybe not politics. Um, because I, I think people have certain views. I think people are more keen to discuss politics rather than activism. Oh, really? Because when it's politics, I feel like people would have um, a certain viewpoint on it and then, and then share it. But then when it's activism, especially if it's social issues, like... LGBT rights or mm. feminism or even environmental rights and they're like why are you talking about climate change like no like, <laughs> like you know but but these are issues that that actually matters that also translates into politics later right mm, because the, exactly. when we're talking about politics we're also talking about these social issues not just who's running as a candidate right it's, yeah yeah that's it because uh like, I think when we separate the politics, which is, like, oh, the elite few that is playing around and, like, all, like, what they're doing versus what policies that they're actually creating mm-hmm. for the whole country, it kind of scares me a little bit that, like, these are the people in power and mm-hmm. yet you are talking about them like they're reality TV shows, ah. you know? Yeah, it's kind of, like, the same feeling as, like, how we talk about, like, Kim Kardashian in, Mm -hmm. like, a TV reality show or a celebrity or, like, Kanye West and stuff like that in the pop culture spectrum. And then, like, it's it feels like that as well in the political realm where Mm -hmm. we, like, oh, this person did this, did that, and everything like that. But, like, are you, do they make effective policies? I do you know that? And then are you, why are you okay with that? Right. Why do you, like, why are we still in this position now and you still don't say anything? I think that's, like, interesting. And no one seems to, that. and I get why people would find politics boring. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, we don't talk about the things that we need to talk about. We talk about stuff that is entertaining Mm. in a way. I don't know if this is, like, a prominent thing in Enola, but I think it's, like, it's it's interesting that Sherlock would say that because he's the, quote-unquote, famous detective, right? And he has a lot of connections and stuff like that. But he's also, like, a misanthrope. Like, she mentioned that as well. What's a a misanthrope? Person who hates humanity, basically. Person who hates other people. Oh. Wow. Which is true because the the character of Sherlock himself, he's not very sociable. He's very like eccentric. He doesn't really spend time. He doesn't like other people. He just likes solving mysteries for the sake of solving mysteries, not because it actually impacts the lives of other people. So it's very on brand with, with Sherlock. Yeah, I mean, the Sherlock now, like I would give a disclaimer, is a lot more kinder than the Sherlock's that we see in a lot of pop culture media. Because, mm-hmm. like, this one does care for Enola at the end, mm-hmm. which, just saying, it seems a little bit funny that Convenient. you want to put in that character <laughs> trait <laughs> for someone who's so famous already, but okay. But, like, um, secondly, is also... Yeah, he's very. He still cares about Enola, and like you can tell from the very beginning, like he's the one that, like, visits her in that tree when she's by herself. Mm. Like he would want to try to look for her, even though it's Mycroft who's supposed to look for her, and stuff like that. So it's obvious that they try to 
make Sherlock a good person because Sherlock is like a an asshole yeah in like a lot of like media like yeah. he's always like oh look at me i can do anything exactly. i don't need anybody yeah and that's why when um that person described sherlock like that i don't see it in this movie you know mm-hmm. in this universe of sherlock mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me but yeah like do you have an opinion of like intelligent people and like like, sometimes people would say, like, oh, because they're intelligent, they get to be mean. Yeah. You know? Do you Have you mm. ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, I do agree in, in, in a way that knowledge is power. And being knowledgeable kind of, like, grants you a, a certain status like e- even in the in how society works like if someone have a phd you're like oh shit that guy has mm. the person has a phd it's like oh wow okay it was like so smart <laughs> like even that still exists to this day mm. right but mm-hmm. um yeah i i think anybody could have anything in excess whether it's knowledge whether it's richness whether it's success but it's it's like kindness to other people shouldn't really have anything to do with that you know you could be Mm -hmm. really 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 smart and still be really kind to everyone as well you know but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I I have heard of it before but I don't know what I think of it like I don't know if I have an opinion on like how (laughs) smart people kind of like treats other people like peasants yeah Yeah. peasants do not know anything yeah yeah because like and I think, I mean, we know that Enola is smart. You yes. can say that Enola is a smart person. But um, she doesn't really rub it too much in people's faces either. But she we've also like, never really seen her interact with much with many people. Like, she yeah, doesn't really have friends. True. Like, there's just, like, going, let's circle back to the, to the idea of being alone. Like, she's always alone. So we've never really seen her. Interact. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And when she interacts, is only with that boy, with that yeah. count boy. Yeah. And then the way, and like we haven't really touched upon this, but the the boy it's himself is also very interesting because he's mm. very different from like a lot of stereotypical men as yes. well. Like he and I like that they put that in as a trait because like he's fairly weaker, mm-hmm. fairly like. Um, like I mean, he cared about his button yeah. on that train, on that fall uh, in that train, uh-huh. and then like, um, and he knows that he's very dependent of Anola mm-hmm. for a lot of things, mm-hmm. but he still wants to try to help out and stuff like that. And there was a lot of points in the movie where like, I'm not leaving without you, you know, yes. kind of thing, you know, like I'm not gonna go anywhere, and like, um, I think it's like really interesting that we see a lot of like times where he is made to run away from a situation you know like sometimes men are like prideful in a way like i can't back down from this you know i have to be there for the the woman that i love or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah um what what do you think of men that way you know like i don't know because i mean everyone has their preferences for sure but like do you like seeing those kind of men portrayed in media? Oh, those yeah. kinds of men portrayed in media. Um, I mean, I do think that those certain traits exist in men. You know, e- even in, in 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 men with personalities that we would think are very very manly or like very macho, but then. And, and this is what I found so interesting about the perspective mm. of, of how they portrayed men is because they're all just whiny bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like, even Sherlock, right? Like, even the smartest <laughs> freaking guy, Sherlock, like, the black lady just, like, no. Like, she just, like, basically just, like, burnt, like, yeah, dragged yeah, his yeah, ass yeah, to yeah. the ground. Like, you don't like politics? Yeah. Like, I'm going to give you shit for it. You know? <laughs> and and that's what I really liked about the movie in a way because um, it's like bringing out certain values about c- certain 
quirks about men that they just like they're just that way but then people just kind of excuse them for it you know mm. and like even mm. even even men that are even men who are very manly or like who's always like you know independent and like, I'm going to save my woman like they still have those certain characteristics of like being very complaining and like like e- even Mycroft right he's someone who's very uh, like respected yeah. and this and that but then you can yeah. see through his bullshit of, of, of what a fake person he is you know so yeah 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 it's like i like that they kind of portray it like it's not excusable to be a douchebag kind of way yeah for men and women Uh for men in terms of like mycroft as you said and like for women like how the teacher was like treating her and all that like yeah don't be it don't be a jerk you know like it's inexcusable both ways exactly Anybody can be a jerk. Yeah, exactly. Anyone can be a jerk, but you can choose to be kind anyway. And I think that's what also Anola did because he ch- she chose to save the guy like with all that dread yeah. and like even and that's also against um the mother's wishes as well. Yes. Like don't rely on anyone, uh-huh. you know, don't like if you need you stick to a goal, if you want to go to a goal, you stick to it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, I think it's, like, an interesting dynamic of, like, what do we need to, like, show to people, like, being a person is not that hard if you just try to be the person that you can be, you know, Mm -hmm. which is kind or which is, like, not so self-serving, I think. So with that since we kind of exhausted all our conversational topics. Yes. (laughs) Do you have anything else that you want to kind of, like, bring out there about the movie that we haven't talked about or something about the movie? Oh, right. I really, really liked... um, I really um, enjoyed her outfits, actually, as yeah <laughs> and I, I loved, actually do too <laughs> and i loved like well the, i found the fact that you know she there was a couple of scenes where she just like kept on meeting people and be like do you want to swap outfits with me i'll give you five bucks you know? oh yeah <laughs> like that was my favorite that was yet, so funny and then she just keeps on from hope. outfits i'll pay you five pounds to swap clothes with me I love that so much. <laughs> that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was funny. And, and like, then she always swaps it with a man yeah. too. It's like so it's funny. always so diverse. Like she was a widow, then she was a lady, then she was a man, she was like a postman. It's like And it's like the guy in the street, like Yeah, the guy she, in the she street. She really doesn't care. Exactly. She doesn't like just goes just goes yeah. <laughs> and i'm always wondering like what happened to the clothes you were wearing before <laughs> yes yes <laughs> oh my god yes. it's so funny i yeah like yeah i i forgot about that i forgot entirely about that i i actually want to mention the clothes because she i like that they still wear dresses in the beginning but mm-hmm. they didn't have that whole rig the whole like yeah, yeah, yeah. net thing that they had yeah, to yeah, and then I mean like at the end she was shot but she had a corset on or yeah, something yeah and that was protection and, apparently yeah that was protection and I was like oh look at you trying to be like reverse uno card yeah. this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that was like that was one of my favorites uh. um do you have like anything else to recommend our feminist loving audience? Hopefully, mm. feminist loving audience. Hopefully. <laughs> if you're not feminist, you should speak out, and then Veronica will invite you for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 talk to you. We'll yeah, give you a we'll, hearing. We'll, 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 yeah. We'll give you that. Give you that. Um, Honestly, I don't really have a recommendation in in the same... Because... And and I've I've given it some thought, right? I've given it some thought of of what are the movies that 
the same vibe of like a family friendly children's movie but with such a strong message and i do generally feel that that in all homes is something that if i had a daughter i would make her watch it <laughs> because yeah, it is so yeah, yeah, yeah. like i don't see frozen as empowering i don't see like i don't know like moana <laughs> as empowering even though they don't have um like male love interests but that doesn't mm. make it empowering to me like this for some mm. reason is like she's a character that i would want little girls to aspire to be you know mm. someone who's smart you know someone who's very very smart someone who celebrates herself and yeah. someone who is also emotional you know she's just she knows yeah, that yeah, it's okay yeah. to cry it's okay to love someone you know to, to hold affection for for a boy or another person mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then also stick to a goal and and kind of like fight her way towards it and just kind of like embrace the journey and like mm-hmm. you know like that is such a good message and so i don't actually have anything that's comparable to this and i think that's a good wow thing. you you put that in a very high stance yeah then, huh? yeah Wow. I would definitely actually, watch this yeah. again. <laughs> it's a fun rewatch, actually. Yeah. I think it wouldn't get too old, in my opinion. But something that... Um, this is not truly super feminist, but it's something that I kind of like. And it's also a fun watch for me. It's actually... Um, it's a rom-com. Ooh. It's... it's a, I don't know if it's a rom-com, but it's Easy A. Oh, I, don't know I if like you know that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, it's one of my favorite ones, and it's not su- It's not the like for the family friendly. Obviously, no, it's not family friendly. No, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, but like, I, I, cause like the dynamic of like, um, empowering women yeah. to do certain things right. and act on her own, mm. despite all the things that is being thrown at her, mm-hmm. society wise or just like her friends and stuff like that. I kind of like that about Easy A and that's why I like to watch it a lot as well. Like it's super fun. You don't need to think about the whole values in it, but you can kind of feel it as you journey along with the yeah. character and stuff. Yeah. And and also like speaking of um, motherhood in this kind of, in Enola, we saw the family kind of, back her up as well in Easy A and I like that little dynamic that they have. Mm. It's really it's really nice. It's very homey. It's just like something that you want a family to be, you know, not very condemning over like something that you choose to do. So yeah, that's a worthy listen. Yeah. So I think yeah that's about it for today. But yes, after all that internet connections and all that crazy things, we are done. So I hope you had a fantastic time listening to us. Thank you, Radhika, for being in the podcast. Thank you, Veronica, for having me again. Yeah, so awesome. <laughs> hope you will speak more. I uh-huh. hope you will. Yes, please invite me. And if you want to check out more about the podcast, you can listen. You can check it the Twitter out at, at @watchmorepod, and you can also join the Discord for a lot more fun. Just chill, just on hanging out. Hope you have a great day, and watch more movies. See ya. Bye.